Welcome to this daily reflection for Holy Week from St Ninian's Church in Stonehouse. This is the reflection for Thursday. This Monday Thursday there'll be no shared meal around a table for that would be more than two households who'd gather. No washing of feet, nor a beloved disciple currying in, no touching, no hugging, and where a kiss is a betrayal on so many levels. In a time of pandemic, when simple touch can lead to death, how then to show God's love and to do as Jesus has done for us? Loving one another is a face mask worn, the scoosh of sanitizer, making space at least two metres. There are other ways to practice love, to touch hearts without touching, to be deliverers of medicines, of food, of news, to stay at home. For that too is an act of loving service. Support the food bank, phone a friend, ask them how they really are, and give the gift of listening. When timidly they tiptoe past, fine, and move into harder honesty. This is Monday Thursday. We follow the command to love by touching others' lives without touching. John chapter 13, verses 1 to 35. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from the world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing the Father, had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet but is entirely clean, and you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that's what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example, that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. I am not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen, 
but it is to fulfil the scripture. The one who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I tell you this now before it occurs, so that when it does occur you may believe that I am he. Very truly I tell you, whoever receives one whom I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. After saying this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and declared, Very truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he was speaking. One of his disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter therefore motioned to him to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking. So while reclining next to Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. So when he had dipped the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. After he received the piece of bread, Satan entered into him. Jesus said to him, Do quickly what you are going to do. Now no one at the table knew why he said this to him. Some thought that Because Judas had the common purse, Jesus was telling him, buy what we need for the festival, or that he should give something to the poor. So after receiving the piece of bread, he immediately went out. And it was night. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. John's Gospel has lots of words, lots and lots of words. The writer wasn't worried about saving ink or parchment. He wanted to get it all down, to tell this incredible story of Jesus set in the context of eternity. And yet, even with all those words, all that talk of light and dark, all the grand theology It is here, on a Thursday night, sitting around a table with his friends eating dinner, that it all boils down to an act and a sentence. The act is breathtaking in its simplicity and and scandal. Jesus washes their feet. I heard a friend say the other day that we remember two things most, times of overwhelming grief and times of overwhelming love and that this moment is both. There is so much going on as Jesus takes a bowl and a towel. Even the lowliest servant doesn't wash people's feet. This act upsets the whole system of hierarchy. Jesus was the boss, the rabbi, the leader. He was the Messiah, the Son of God. This just shouldn't happen. But it does. I said before that if John's Gospel was all we had, then we wouldn't be sharing bread and wine. We would be washing feet. This would be our sacrament. Symbols are important. 
Broken bread and spilled out wine tell us something very, very important about what is to come. But washing feet? That tells us something perhaps even more important about who we are. Here in this moment, we are shown something much more than cleaning off the dirt. This story is about whose feet are washed. Jesus knows what is about to happen. He knows that Judas is about to sell him out and that Peter will deny him, not once but three times. And still Jesus washes their feet. In John's Gospel, Jesus hands himself over to the guards. So Judas' betrayal is actually of the community. He leaves, he walks out and he never comes back. And still, Jesus washes his feet. Peter's betrayal is not just of Jesus. He betrays his own identity. There in the darkness, he tells his questioners that he doesn't know Jesus. I'm not one of them. I'm not a disciple. And still, Jesus washes his feet. I think sometimes we see the washing of feet and even the new commandment to love one another as some kind of sentimental goodbye from Jesus. A kind of deathbed scene where all his friends are gathered around and he shares a few treasured moments with them. It's not that. Painful as these moments are, it's not that. This is a demonstration of the very first sentences of this chapter. Jesus knew his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. He loved them. He loved Judas, who just couldn't love him back. Judas, who took his freshly washed feet and ran out, left. He loved them. He loved Peter, who couldn't even admit to knowing him. Not once, not twice, but three times. He loved them. All of them. And he loves us. All of us, despite the times when we run out and the times when we deny our identity as disciples, he loves us. And it's because of that love that we can gather tonight and share in this moment where we take something, something broken and something spilled. And through the mystery of that love, we are put back together. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've been or even what you have done. You belong here. You are welcome here. You are loved by the one who invites us into this moment to share in this meal of brokenness and healing. We meet socially distanced online. We come as invited guests. We come to remember, we come to be fed, we come to be refreshed. We come not because we can, but because we must. We need to be here. We need to be refreshed and fed once more. Come, for you are welcome here. Jesus gathered in an upper room with his friends, women and men who had shared this journey with him. They gathered as part of the Jewish tradition to share the Passover meal, the annual meal to remember to remember God saving the people of Israel from their Egyptian tyranny. They shared that meal in an upper room in Jerusalem. 
Jesus took something ordinary, the things of daily living, bread and wine, and created something new from it. He washed the feet of his followers. He served them, even though he was their rabbi, their leader. He invited them to follow him and to become servant leaders themselves. Here in this moment, he will take bread and wine, bless them and share them with his followers again. A sacrament for all who follow him to embrace and to do in memory of his loving sacrifice. Let's pray. O God, you sent Jesus, your Son, into the world to save us all. How can we ever thank you? He came to reveal your love for us, your desire for us to return to that love and to serve you here on earth, continuing the work that Jesus began, building your kingdom. Lord, we confess that we have often failed to answer the invitation to follow and serve preferring to follow our own path and to serve our own desires instead. Forgive us once more, Lord. Give us humility to kneel before you again and offer our service, to give all we have received from you back to you for the sake of the work of your kingdom. Lord, as we prepare to answer your call once more, to gather together around the table you have prepared, To share together in taking bread and wine, remind us of the invitation to serve you. Holy Spirit, we call you to come among us, wherever we are, and rest upon the elements of bread and wine before us. Lord Jesus, you have invited us here. You have prepared the table before us. You have blessed the elements. And now we remember all that you have done as we take them together. Amen. Our Lord Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and shared it with those at the table. So we also now take the bread before us and break it and remember the body of Christ broken for us. Our Lord Jesus poured a cup of wine, blessed it and shared it with those at the table. So we also now take the cup before us and remember the blood of Christ shed for us, a symbol of the new relationship we have been invited into with God.
peace of Christ be with you all. We pray. Generous God, you have sent Jesus into the world that we might know how much you love us and also to invite us to join in the work of building the kingdom, learning to serve one another and become servant leaders, learning what real love looks like and sharing bread and wine and your peace together. We have once more remembered Jesus and our decision to follow in his footsteps. As we leave this moment, to return to our daily lives, we ask for courage to look and listen for ways to serve you and for opportunities to build your kingdom here and now. Amen. As we go now, we continue our walk with Jesus towards the cross and onwards to the tomb. But for now, we reflect and we wait. <laughs>